beautiful people and happy whatever day you're listening to this podcast day. Could be Monday or could be Thursday. Whatever day you are tuning in, I pray that you're having an amazing day. I also hope that you've been enjoying the blessings of the Lord and that you are finding yourself moving forward in your goals and in life in general. This is MC Drea, and I welcome you back to my podcast titled, You're Stronger Than That. And every time I record, it is my goal to encourage you that there's nothing you can't get through, nothing that you cannot triumph over with the right help, resources, and strategies. You can do it. Believe it and receive it. I believe the last time we were here before you, we were talking about an attitude of gratitude part two. I hope and pray that you were able to take some gems from that session and session one and apply it to your life and to your situation and that you are walking every day in um, in gratitude, in love and in gratitude. Now today in this episode, we are talking about overcoming feelings of inferiority. We have been reading a book by Dr. Miles Monroe called Understanding the Purpose and Power of Prayer. And in it, he talks about some hindrances to our prayer. And one of those things is feelings of inferiority. So if you are interested in that and you um, want to learn a little bit more about how can you lay aside those feelings of inferiority, how you can overcome them, please keep listening. As I forestated, today we are talking about feelings of inferiority or overcoming feelings of inferiority. We are currently reading a book titled Understanding the Purpose and Power of Prayer by Dr. Miles Monroe. And this book is changing my life. It's an amazing book. And if you do not have this book in your library, you should get it. You can order it right from Amazon. And I guarantee you, it is going to change your life. Let me read you some of the table of contents. It talks about the purpose and priority of prayer. It asks the question, does prayer really work? Talks about the authority of prayer. How to enter into God's presence. Cultivating the God kind of faith. 12 action steps to prayer. Hurdles to answered prayer. And hindrance, hindrances to answered prayer. And that is the last chapter that we just finished up. And that's where this topic of study for today is coming from. The author lists 11 hindrances to answered prayer. And I zoomed in on number four, which is feelings of inferiority. The author states that some people are hindered in prayer because they don't believe they are worthy enough to receive an answer. I'm going to read that one more time. Some people are hindered in prayer because they just don't believe they are worthy enough to receive an answer. And that really stood out 
just in my mind that feeling like you're not worthy enough. So you go to God and you're asking for certain things, but you really don't believe you're going to get them because you are not worthy. It's almost like going to a job interview and not feeling like you're really worthy for the job. So what probably happens is you don't exude the confidence to believe that you have the skill set to get the job. And so then you don't. But this is a problem because in the case of going to God for prayer, he says, you can come to me for anything. And what I love about what the author said is that everything we need is in God's word. He goes on to say, when you have a low opinion of yourself, it is because you do not know God's true opinion of you, which he reveals in his word. So when I read that, it tells me that in order to know how God feels about me, I need to read his word. And I invite each of you, as you listen to this, to think about your own feelings of inferiority. Think about those things that have held you back or slow you, slowed you down. Or think about how many times you might have compared yourself to someone else or you might have felt like, okay, I don't have the skill set to even apply for the job or I don't have what it takes to approach a particular person. Mm-mm. I want you to rethink your position. God's word is what we need in our lives if we are going to overcome feelings of inferiority. So what am I saying we need to do? We need to open the word of God, begin to read it, begin to memorize it and start praying the scriptures, start praying his word. In Psalms 139, it says the following. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I know that full well. That scripture is a favor of mine because it it talks about how we are created fearfully and wonderfully. And, and what that means is, first of all, we were created to fear God. And that is not in a frightful, terrorized way. That's in a reverent way. We reverence the Lord and we respect him. And we were created to respect him and to reverence him and to give his name glory. That's how he created us. And then the wonderful part that he created us each unique in our own way. It's an insult to God if we um, compare ourselves to another person because you are your own unique self and you're wonderful. The author states here, a low opinion of yourself or self-hatred is not from God, but from the enemy. And he uses these things as an insult to God. Now, I know sometimes we look at ourselves and we might not like a particular thing. Maybe we've gained too much weight and we want to 
lose weight. Maybe we've lost too much and we want to gain a little bit. Perhaps we uh, feel like we don't have the knowledge of a particular subject. And if we don't, we can study. If you want to lose weight, then you go on your journey to lose weight. If you want to gain weight, same thing. If you don't have the knowledge, you acquire the knowledge. Whatever it is, there's an opportunity for us to grow and to be what the Lord has called us to be. My bishop told us, Bishop Horace told us to pray. uh, I think she said for 30 days, Lord, cause me to be what you have called me to be. And the only way that we can do that is if we lay aside some of these uh, thoughts and uh, these negative thoughts, I I will say, these negative thoughts that we have concerning ourselves and that we start to see ourselves through the eyes of God. And the author says, this is crucial to overcome feelings of inferiority so that we do not sabotage our prayer life. You cannot pray effectively if you are ashamed of yourself and do not consider yourself worthy to receive what you are asking God for. Now, have we all made mistakes? Yes, we have. Have we all done things that we might be ashamed of? Yes, we have. But there's no reason to live in unforgiveness. Many times you, um, we have to forgive others, but there are times when we have to forgive ourselves. You can't hold a grudge against yourself forever, or you shouldn't. You're not even being fair to yourself because when you don't forgive yourself, you're doing something that even God hasn't done and God won't do. He is not going to go. He is not going to hold Um, an offense against you at all. When you go to him in repentance and ask the Lord to forgive you, yes, he will forgive you. He's going to throw that offense or that sin, whatever it is, he's going to throw that into the sea of forgetfulness. He's not going to remember it anymore. So if the Lord is choosing to forget, why are we holding on to it? Why are we continuing to not forgive ourselves and not let it go and holding ourselves in prison for something we did or did not do? It's imperative that we see ourselves through the eyes of God. He made us. He made us fearfully. He made us wonderfully. And you don't have to sit And rehearse for yourself. I'm ugly. I'm too dark. My nose is too big. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm not smart enough. No. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants us to sit and rehearse those things over and over and over again. Instead of of confessing what the word says about us. We confess what the devil says about us, and it does not serve us well. It does not help us to uh, accomplish our goals. It does not help us to move ahead. It does not help us get our prayers answered. 
there comes a point in time when you have to realize that the Lord's word is what matters. You have to know that his what the Lord says about us is more important than what anybody else says about us. I love the scripture in Psalms 139 and 14. This is the psalmist David. He is praising God. He is overwhelmed by the majesty of a God who could create him in such an intricate and unique way. He's in complete awe of the amazing God who created him. Now, let me ask you, when is the last time you praise God for creating you and for how he created you? I'd like to say, when is the last time you bragged about God and how he created you? Now, think about that because we're so busy um, analyzing ourselves and criticizing ourselves and putting ourselves down that I don't know how often we actually pause and say, thank you, Lord, for creating me the way that you did. I told this story in Bible study last week. I remember being at work uh, and talking to some of the ladies at work, and I was so concerned about the size of my calves. I've always said, I have big calves, and they're just so big. And my supervisor at the time, she says, okay, now you always talk about your calves and how big they are. I'm going to put a stop to this. So she got a piece of paper and she decided to measure the calves of the women that were in my department. I think there were like five of us. So she got a strip of paper and she measured. And out of all five ladies, I had the second smallest calves. And the manager who measured the calves had the largest. She's like, oh, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> now you show me that I actually had the, had the largest calves. Nobody was concerned about their calf sizes. For some reason, I had always been really hard on myself about having large calves. It didn't matter how small or big I was or whatever. My calves have just been um, very muscular and very large. But that day she showed me that my calves were not the largest calves at all. And sometimes we're just so hard on ourselves when we look at whatever characteristics we have. Instead of embracing the fact that the Lord made me this way, the Lord made us this way, we just get we just get down on ourselves and we take ourselves through unnecessary stress and anxiety. And today I'm just challenging us to change our perspective on ourselves. See ourselves through the word of God. And if you're not sure what the word of God says, I invite you to do a study on the word in the word of God about how God sees you. And you will find that there are so many scriptures about God creating you and me and how wonderful and marvelous it is that he created us. He created us in his image. He created us. Oh my gosh. And we're so, so unique. Each one of us and each one of us brings something 
to the table. Each one of us brings something different to this world. So if you're not like someone else, bravo, you applaud that. If you don't do the same things or you don't have the same interests as other people, that's fine. I love it when I meet people that have different interests than me. If I want to know more about it, I can find out more about it or I can ask questions about it. I love it when people are doing um, different things. And uh, I remember when I ran my first half marathon and um, I was getting ready and I was training for it and my running partner and I, we'd go out and we would run. And sometimes when I wasn't running with her, Bishop Horace, she would go out with me. Now she wasn't a runner, but she's a cyclist. So I would run and she would ride her bike. She's like, I'm never going to run a half marathon. And that was totally understood. But there were, there were so many ways that she could support me while I did. I'd go and I'd run through the park. She'd follow me in the car. So even though you might not share the same interest as somebody else, that's okay. There's always way to, ways to enjoy another person, even though they're doing something. And whatever it is that you're doing, your friends and your family can enjoy you as well. So if you want to overcome feelings of inferiority, read God's word is one way. Pray to God and ask him to help you, help you see yourself through his eyes. And then stop rehearsing negative comments over yourself. Allow your words to line up with the words of God. Allow your words to line up with the promises of God that are in the Bible that are that are meant for you to be prosperous. The Lord wants us to be prosperous. He doesn't want us to be stuck on those things that are hindering us from getting to know him better, for getting our prayers answered, and for enjoying a wonderful, beautiful life. Never feel like you have to look down on yourself and that you have to be insecure or that you have to shrink to another individual. You have to shrink to no one. The Lord has given you the power and the boldness to stand strong and to be who you are in him. Not in a braggadocious way, not in a haughty way, but in humility, knowing that you can do all things through Christ because he is your strength. It's time for you to let your light shine. It's time for you to be who the Lord has called you to be. One of the things the Bible says is to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets us. One of the weights, I believe, are feelings of inferiority. It's a weight. When you're looking at yourself in a negative fashion and when you don't believe in yourself, that is a weight and it's time to shed the weight. It's time to let it go. No one is perfect. No one. Your body might not be perfect. You might not have a perfect situation. No one is perfect. But if there's anything you want to do, if there's anything you want to change, you have the power within you to do it. 
And so today I encourage you to be bold, boldly you, and declare within yourself, this is the last time I am going to carry these feelings of inferiority. The Bible said to cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for us. And he does. He doesn't want you to be sad. He doesn't want you to be down. He does not want you to be imprisoned by false thoughts that come from the enemy. He wants you to be well. He wants you to be whole. And he wants you to be prosperous. Amen. Amen. And just before I go, I just want to remind you, you are a result of God's divine creation. I want you to appreciate the Lord's majestic work. And that majestic work is you. He doesn't make any mistakes. And you need to understand that you're not a mistake. It doesn't matter what someone spoke over your life years ago. You're not a mistake. And so rest in the fact that God has a plan for you and for your life. I pray that I have said something today that has provoked you to purchase this book by Dr. Miles Monroe, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Prayer. As I forestated, it will be a blessing to you. Take a look at those hindrances of answered prayer and really ask God, God, whatever is hindering my prayers from being answered, help me to lay aside those things so I don't sabotage my own prayer life and I don't sabotage my own goals and my own um, my own advancement in life. So until next time, remember that I love you and that I'm praying for you. Take care and God bless.